You're listening to the Everyone But Us podcast, straight from the heart of London. Lovely jubbly, lovely jubbly. What is happening, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Everyone But Us podcast. My name's Lewis, and of course, I'm joined by my regular hosts, Steve BDF and Wemma Nakodas. What's happening, gentlemen? No, I haven't been too bad. I mean... I've been a bit laid up with a bad back. I've done something to my back. But other than that, I'm good. Steve, what about you? How you been doing, mate? Good, mate. Yeah, yeah. I've been in the wars myself this week. Monday on last week, I just fucking woke up in the morning at about six o'clock, proper crippling stomach pain. It wouldn't go away. It turns out fucking stomach ulcer. I had to go to hospital, had morphine and all this kind of shit. Did you have a thousand mile stare like a Vietnam soldier, man? Man, I nah, don't shit. Only give me the fucking Oromorph. Oromorph. Oh, what's that? Is that like what? Is that like the Ribena version? Yeah. It's all right, though. Mate, I'd fucking take that straight up. I'm not no druggie, but more things, where is that? Oh, more things is <laughs> nice, man. <laughs> I've never had it. You're missing out, mate. The thing is, you don't want to get to a state where you need to take morphine, but fucking hell, man. Like, and it goes in there and you're just like, and you feel oh. it going around your body. You're like, oh, shit. Boy. Well, this is, this is, ad, this <laughs> is an act of heroin, man. Shit. What have we done? This is like, uh, just saying. I have to cut that bit out. Have you got any morphine, man? Zamo! I sucked your dick. Zamo! <laughs> Zamo, we've got Zamo over there. Great. No one's going to remember Zamo. That's too long ago. Anyway, what? I was gonna cut that whole thing out. No, I've been fine, mate. Yeah, yeah, nice week. Had a nice week. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll just quickly say what I've been up to. I've just been at home. Obviously, um, we're back on lockdown. I had a week off, and I'm gonna have a further two weeks off. I think because of obviously the furlough and shit. But I've just been chilling at home, doing a couple of bits here and there. Nothing exciting. No bad stomachache. No bad back. Just plenty of snacks and watching YouTube. Fucking Call of Duty and that, like like a sado. Anyway. I want to start off by saying a massive thank you to our next two guests who we've got on. People who are listening to this will be familiar with a band that burst onto the scene. It's been two years now the band has been around. The first I saw of them, they dropped like a little teaser on one of those UK hardcore pages and everyone was like, who the fuck's this? Like, like they just came out of fucking nowhere. And to be fair, they've gone from strength to strength. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the infamous... Street soldier. Yeah, and I'm gonna introduce uh well they can introduce themselves. So we've got the vocalist, introduce yourself, mate. Yo man, yo, it's Scotty, man from Street Soldier. All good man, all good. Thanks for having us, man. Like I say, it's um should have been happening a couple of months ago, like, but um I'm happy to be with you guys now, man. So I appreciate having us. That's all good, mate. I'm, I'm glad that we've finally managed to lock down a, um, obviously this interview. So appreciate it, mate. And of course, we've got the guitarist, the guitar wizard. Do you want to introduce yourself, mate? I, I am Ollie, play guitar in Street Soldier. Um, uh, thanks for having us on, lads. Really appreciate it. Welcome, welcome. Can I just say, Ollie and Steve actually look. Look like brothers. <laughs> yeah, I know. Looking down at the thing there. I see. Looking down what, at the thing. What, what, what is it? Because we're white? Yeah. That as well. <laughs> and you've got beards. <laughs> white. <laughs> Can't stand the fucking abuse I get on this podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, I just want to get straight into it. Like, obviously, how did Street Soldier come about? And um, was you in different bands before starting this at all? Yeah, so I'll try to keep this as short as I can for your benefit, man. Um, so, yeah, me, me and Laurie um, used to be in a thrush band. Uh, called Wasted Days. Okay. Played a handful of shows, kind of like, you know, Slayer, a little bit like old school Beastie Boys influence kind of shit. That kind of fucked up in 2012 and we kind of went our separate ways. But we've been writing together ever since, just me and Laurie. All right. 
Um, we've just I had like so many riffs and songs written, man. I just it got to the point where I, I kind of just wanted to put out a hardcore record, man. So I was like, fuck it. Me and Laurie will record some shit. And we just put out that three track EP, man. And that was meant to be it. No shows were going to happen. It was just me and Laurie recording it, putting it out. There you go. So that three track EP we're talking about was one man gang. Is that what you're talking about? It was, it was man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the the cringy fucking promo was uh, that was. No, no, <laughs> I'm, 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 I think that's the thing that kicked off, man. That's it, mate. I mean, obviously, I mean, we'll talk a little bit about about it later on. But that's yeah. the thing. As when we said, it kicks it all off, and it made people take notice. Whether people liked it or they didn't like it, people that's took it, notice man. of it. That's so it, man, it? that's it. So Ollie, how did you manage to um come and get in, get involved with um the street soldier thing? Well, besides? I worked with Laurie at, um, at Gear for Music. They have their sort of base in York, uh, where we're from. Uh, and well, I always I've always been known around the city for playing in like um like metal bands anyway. Uh, and yeah, he just came up to me and was like, "Oh, me and Scott are doing this uh, doing this thing. We want to get you involved. Listen to it. See what you think." I listened to it and I'm all lie, lads. Like, I didn't know what to think of it when I first heard it. <laughs> like, uh, but, what do you mean? Can uh, you well, elaborate, elaborate on that? I'm, I'm, I'm not, well, I'm more adverse in it now. But at the time, I wasn't really um, that knowledgeable on hardcore or anything like that. I was a metal guy. I played metal, um, death metal, death core, that type of thing. Um, and I just thought it sounded really odd, but also really unique and the guitars were really heavy, so I just thought, why not? So, Scott, did you write all the riffs then for the first EP? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 had, those, I had those riffs, like, um, I'm always writing riffs, man. That, that, that's just how it was. And I just had a load, and I was just like, this is a waste, man. Do you know what I mean? I need to, I need to do something with it and just pull the finger out my ass and doing it, man. That was it. You could play drums as well, or was it just... Uh, I can play drums, not very well, but I can play them. There's a video somewhere Scotty playing oh. drums for Street Soldier in Liège and it's the worst thing you've ever heard in your life. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, none of you are going to get to see it. Oh, cool. oh, release it, release it. When you was writing them riffs, like, what was what was your influence at the time? Like, what style was you trying to... There's so many bands, man, that I could list, but mainly I was... I st- Biohazard, I fucking love them, man, but I... I, I there were one band that I've never bothered properly listening to, man, even though I was in, you know, banging to hardcore. And I'd fucking started listening to them. What track was it? it Tales from a Hard Side. And I was just yeah, like... I can hear that. Oh, I can hear that oh. music. I was like, man, this is so sick. Why have I never listened to them? I was like, I've wasted so many years not listening to them. And then, so I was listening to a lot of them. Hatebreed, obviously, um, more than you stuff, to be honest. I know a lot of people, diehard fans, like prefer like Satisfaction and all that stuff. But, you know, Rise of Brutality and stuff like that, I was listening to that a lot. Um, that's a great track. yeah man great and then um, I was listening to like a lot of New York hard- I, I like New York hardcore not like the outburst kind of stuff but more like Vietnam uh, kind of stuff do you know what I mean like the ra- yeah, like heavier heavy rappy yeah. kind of influence stuff and it was just a combination of that and then but like I say I listened to a lot of beast, old school Beastie Boys like same old bullshit like you know the first EP they brought out when they were kind of hardcore bands oh, bad, yeah. bra- bad Brains even though you probably can't hear a lot of Bad Brains in it I mean there's a lot of influence there and just a fucking mixture of everything man really Oh, and also a, a really important factor is Gassed Up. Um, Gassed Up, their first, yeah, their first EP. Like my mate Dan the Vocalist, obviously at the time he wasn't, I've only met him through music, through Street Soldier, but I was blown away with, with that EP, man. 
Um, I, I loved it. And that was a very big, I was like, man, is there more of this shit going on? Because I need to check it out. I need to do, you know, I need to have some input in this shit. So that was it, basically. Yeah, I remember, I remember Gassed Up played a show down in London one time. No one really knew who they were at the time, but a lot of people were definitely into them. When did you decide that you was going to take it to like a next level and actually get band members? We didn't think it was going to go anywhere else. Like I said, it was just to put out a record, man, and that was it. But then I got a message from, um, you'll know, a mog from, who was from London. Um, she messaged okay. me. And because, mate, we got so much hate for that video for Bully Busher. I thought she was taking the piss. She messaged me and she was like, I'm putting on a show. I want you guys to play. I'm like, mate, there's only two of us. We are a band. And she was like, no, you need to play, man. We'll, we'll put you on, like, main support for Shattered Realm. I'm like, are you fucking... Oh, foundation. Pulling my pisser. Like, what? Oh, I, I, yes, was like, been yes. I was like, mate, we haven't got any band members. She's like, no, man, we'll just... You just, like, do a set yourself. I'm like, I ain't no MC. I'm not going to do a backing track, like, vocals over it. So then I was like, fuck, we need to get a band together. That's when we kind of got in touch with Ollie, because um, we knew Ollie could shred and Cam, Cam came, I mean, Ollie can probably explain this to you later, but Cam came in a little bit later. That was in February, I think. He played his first show at a Manchester show. Uh, before that, we just had filling bass players, really. And it was a really last minute thing, man. It, I mean, they're not really the most complex songs to learn anyway, especially for a good guitarist like Ollie. So it was like a month or two before that show, we just like, let's fucking get a band together. And then it just went from there, man, really. How did you gauge the early reaction and reception? Did you take yeah, it pretty I mean, well? Yeah, to be honest, um, I, it was it was when I watched all the footage back and I was like, whoa, what the fuck? You know, when I don't know if it's the same for you guys, but when you're playing a show, man, I kind of like forget what's happened. I'm just in the moment and you don't realise what's going on. I watched it back and all these people are fucking like chanting our shit. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But I was stoked, man. And I think that's what probably boosted us to, you know, write another record. Because we actually put the second record out, Hard Mentality, two months after. So we were just fucking straight back writing. We're like, we need to put some more shit out. Because we can't go playing shows with three songs, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Let's make it oh, no doubt, like. <laughs> Talk about the first, that first promo release. <laughs> mate, do you know what? I like, there was so much fucking hate, mate. I, I, that, it was just fucking internet shit talkers, mate. Just chatting bare shit. Just like trying to get one up on people and shit. And I, 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 I took like offence to it, mate. I took it personally. Like, do you know what I mean? I was like, who the fuck they fit me? I'm talking shit about it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but then, like, now it's just, it's just funny, man. I like it when people hate on shit now, man. It's, it's, it's funny. Do you know what I mean? I like to pick the hate comments out. <laughs> yeah. John, Johnny, our like, we call him our fifth member because he literally does like a lot of shit for us. Man, drives us everywhere, etc. You know, films and stuff. He was gonna put together like a compilation of all the fucking insults, but I think in the end it just turned out to be too many, so we fucked it off. <laughs> 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 Make it into a feature film. Yeah, there's some fucking Fuck funny ones, man. mate. Honestly, I'll try to get him to, to put them together, mate. They're fucking hilarious, though, man. I was getting a lot of hate for my fucking Simmer Rip skinhead moons, moons, uh, moon stomp top I was wearing. You know, like you can see it. Mate, I was getting so much fucking hate from people. I was getting bare abuse from like skinheads and people on there saying, who the fuck do you think he is wearing that shit? I'm like, mate, I've been listening to this for like 20 years, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, Just because just you dress or something, it doesn't mean you can't not listen to different types of music. And it's just, weird like and that's what i love about hardcore man do you know what i mean any what everyone dresses like I, like the first two records i bought hardcore wise was bad brains and minor threat because just because of how they look they, they just dress like fucking like they didn't give a fuck do you know what i mean and that's kind of one thing that interested me in it, in it man to be honest obviously we don't dwell too much on it but obviously that initial promo it ended up on that fucking channel on facebook got catatonic youth didn't it like what did you think of, what i mean it it blew you up even further as well let's be real that one was <laughs> I'd, I'd followed that um that channel uh, well page on facebook for like ages 
Uh, and I was thinking like, man, if we, if I could like get him to see it, I, I can, t I know they'll put it on there because they're going to think it's going to be like cringe as hell. So I tagged them and tagged them and tagged them. And finally, just one day when I was at work, just saw it. And then it was another, <laughs> another video with 200,000 views on it. So, well, it's free promotion, isn't it? Check out the new podcast from Essex, then and now. Featuring interviews with the Deaf Skulls, Point Down, Understand, and Special Move, with much, much more to follow. Check out their Facebook page to find out more. One Man Gang, let's talk about a couple of the tracks yeah, on that. Like, um, there's one particular song that I do want to talk about, which is um, on One Man Gang, and there's a line in it that I think is probably one of the hardest lines that's come out in a, in a long time, and it's a... Uh, Talk shit about colour and race. <laughs> Step up and get a Clapton face. 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 For, for me, it's the, the dialect and the regional accent, which I think makes that so good as well. Like Because no people respect people who talk in their, their regional slang and, and how they are. Because like, if you're from York or that's obviously where you guys are from and you're going to be talking like a London accent or a fucking American accent, it just doesn't come across sincere. But what can you tell us about the, the lyrics and, and obviously using sort of like a mannerisms, colloquialisms? I think it's, I mean, me personally, when I'm, um, when I'm listening to songs, mate, when I, especially when I'm listening to a UK band, I fucking despise it when they're, they're singing in American accent, bro. I just, I do not like it. Just rep what you yeah. are, man. Do you know what I mean? I'm from Yorkshire, man. My accent might be a bit cringy, but fuck it. I don't give a shit, man. I love that, man. I love that, man. Nah, Mad well, respect for that. I don't want to sound like some fanboy, but I fucking yeah, yeah, loved yeah, it, mate. Like, just hear, like, I always love hearing, like, even bands from Germany or whatever, they speak in their native tongue. It's like, that's, if, if you, if you're, if your first language isn't something that people are used to, or you are from a certain part of the UK, which has got a different twang or slang and that, like, use that, like, you've got to rep that. That's what you've done, so. Do, do you know what as well, man? I was, um, a lot of people, so many people come up to me, bro, who don't even like that music. I mean, I'm talking like just people at the gym, random people who I wouldn't have thought would have listened to it and have said, look, man, I've, I've heard you shitting, like, I'm not really into that stuff, but I, I respect, like, your accent and, and yeah, stuff that, like for that. For me, that was the first time I've ever heard, like, a Yorkshire accent, like, in a song like that. And I thought it sounded unique. I, I really loved it, man. Like I said, like I said, man, I give credit to Dan Crossley from Gassed Up, man, because it was, if it wasn't for listening to him, like, put his shit down, man, I probably wouldn't have been doing it like that. So, yeah, respect to him. So, moving along, and as you mentioned, you put out your second release, Hard Mentality, around about the same time that you'd done that Foundations Fest. Was that, once again, yourself, Scott, and, and Laurie doing that together? Or was that the whole band as well who put that um, second release together? So, it kind of grew in a sense of, um, we, I would, so basically, this is the way it works with writing the riffs. So it, I'll kind of get a rough idea of the riffs and the structure of the tracks. We'll, I'll then go to Laurie's house. Laurie will, will then like record it because I'm shit with technology, bro. I'll just like, you know, write the riffs and that. Um, he'll record it and then we'll kind of send the ideas through on like a group chat so Cam and Ollie can hear it. They'll have their input onto it. And then, you know, we'll spend fucking weeks and weeks listening to it over and over again, picking out bits, and then it'll just naturally grow into the final final thing but you never want to overdo it because it ends up sounding shit do you know what I mean so you've got to kind of find that middle ground of 
getting it just right. It seems seems to be obviously you put out three EPs all with three tracks. Was that something that no? Was that something that was just you thought would just be easier just for people to digest the tunes rather than say doing like a five track EP then coming out of an album afterwards? I think it's more of a case of because we brought out a three track EP at the start. It was a case of we need three more songs so people can hear it so we can play live to them. And then we thought well, we've got two. EPs with three tracks let's make it a trilogy like three EPs with three tracks on and then we'll kind of step it up and either do an album or a or another EP with like maybe you know a few more tracks on it so I think it was just a case of three EPs with three tracks on it really that was our mentality around it kind of a good way to start off as well to be fair isn't it because as you're building your like building your sound a little bit as well yeah at the start and like building your audience although your audience was built fucking pretty quickly man, because of that promo, but like good, good way to do it, man. I listen to a lot of like music podcasts and a lot of people are now saying that it's not really good to just, it's good to do an album, but it's also good. The way people listen to music, it's good to stagger it. So you put it out, people get into it and then leave it for a bit. Then you drop some more tracks and you just keep the momentum going because the way yeah. the people listen to music now, they'll hear something, they'll love it. And then they'll want to the next thing within like a month or something. Exactly right, man. Exactly. I agree with you there, man, completely. I think like with me personally, I prefer listening to EP so I can digest it a lot better than listening to like a 10 track album whereby, you know, I'm spending all my time listening to just three tracks rather than 10 tracks, digesting them. And then, you know, that, that's my mentality. And I, I prefer it that way anyway, myself. It's just a great way of staggering it and uh, keeping the hype going and things like that. And yeah. just constantly releasing new music. It's just the, the best way to do it. So, yeah. So then just finally, we'll talk about the last release, which was Northern Hate. And that came out in 2019. And that was obviously to round off the trilogy, almost like it's a Star Wars or Indiana Jones or some sort of type of shit. Did you, by then, obviously you're in the, you're doing the band and you're playing more shows in that. Was you, had you toured by then or had you done any weekends or anything at all? Uh, with that one, just uh, before Northern Hate dropped, we did our first proper tour with Annotation of an Autopsy for their comeback tour. Um, ah, okay. And then the, literally the weekend straight after that, when it did drop, we did another weekender with a German band called Spawn of Disgust. Um, but we've been doing weekenders and, like festivals, one-off shows, not so much like what you would class as like conventional touring, but we've been playing everywhere we can. And it's, it, well, obviously we can't do it now, but it just kept going from strength to strength. Weekenders are probably the only thing that, it's not, not the only thing, but obviously people have jobs and stuff that they need to do. So it's hard to keep everything circling around. So weekenders are pretty much the tours that people can and are able to do. Like, and off the back of weekenders, that's how you make more, you get more people following your band and you can be able to sell some merch and stuff like that. But obviously, as you said, you've done, the, how, long, how many dates was this tour? Was it like five days or something? This was like four weekends on the trot. So it was like uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, okay. Next week, same again. And next week, same again. And obviously you mentioned that it was um, with the band Annotations of Autopsy. Was it kind of like a privilege to be on tour with this particular band? Because I know they were pretty big back in the early, two, in the mid 2000s and that like. Yeah, they were, they were like my jam growing up. Like it was my, it was one of like my dream bands to ever go on tour with. So it was a massive, massive thing for me. Um, and now like, well, I just sort of play Xbox with them and stuff. Like it's it's weird how things work out, man. I went to Scott, man. Scott, what's your lyrics about names like Nonce Killer? What's Nonce Killer about? No, <laughs> 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 I mean, it's just it's just the title. I love the title. It's straight to the point. You know what I'm saying? 
that the nonce killer just came for him. I was literally just binge watching YouTube videos of you know like the um, nonces, non- yeah, like <laughs> nonces getting captured they, by you know. Um, oh yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. You call them like. Oh, what's that guy? Yeah. Oh fuck! To catch a predator, man. To catch, yeah, I'm Chris. Yeah, him. <laughs> <laughs> There's a dude called Shane Brannigan who does like UK. Um, he's quite well known for doing like UK nonce things, and it's literally fucking binge watching those mate and that's just where it came from bro oh god yeah i used to watch the videos all the time on youtube and there was that one particular one that circulated of the the guy the guy with glasses and it was like a meme they made a song out of it as well uh, <laughs> i think i know I've, I've seen so many of them mate i can't yeah. i think i know which one you mean yeah 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 the one ollie's talking about is the guy's going i'm gonna lose my job is that the bot is that the bald man yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man i'll tell you what yeah right right just when you get chance watch Bald nonce best clips, man. It is the <laughs> it, it is the funniest Fucking thing hell, you've ever seen itself, in your man. life, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, so moving away from nonce talk. <laughs> Uh, Scott, you've done quite a few features with a lot of bands in that. Yeah, I need to fucking stop that, really, man. <laughs> it's between you and Pierre for the most um, features. <laughs> I have, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was the first feature I fucking did? Ollie, you might have to help me out on this one, bro. Can you remember? First feature you did was. Was it an- No. It was it Pint Glass? It was Annotations, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Annotations. Yeah, it was Annotation and Autopsy, yeah. I, I think that I, like that's my favourite lyrical content I've put out, I think, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, fucking hell, Malign. Um, Pint Glass. Um, we've got a couple of others that I've done in the pipeline that are waiting to come out, but I think we're just waiting for this lockdown shit to finish. Um, that's fair fuck, enough. man, I can't even remember. Um, Birth Struggle Death as well. I did a... I don't know if you've heard of them. They're a... I want to say German. They're G- German band or American. Um, yeah. They're fucking sick. Everyone but us. Straight from the heart of London. you got a tune, Bully Basher. Was that something that ever happened to you growing up or people that you knew of that would get bullied yeah, and stuff? Yeah, like, like when I... Like, believe it or not, mate, when I was younger, I was... Uh, I, I'm completely different, mate, to what I am now. I was like about nine stone. I was scrawny as fuck. Could not look, after, you know, I couldn't look out for myself, couldn't fight, etc., etc. And I was just an easy target, mate. Do you know what I mean? I didn't get bullied, like extremely bullied, but I, I didn't react well to it, if that makes sense. Um, and I've just held a grudge against cunts like that. Nine stone? You, you said nine stone? At my latest, I would have probably been nine stone. I, as a kid, I was, I was quite a chubby kid, but then I started... Like my childhood was skateboarding, mate. Like, oh, you know, that was skateboarding every fucking day from when I was like thirteen to like eighteen, and I the weight just fucking dropped off me, bro. And uh, yeah, so I was just a scrawny cunt, really. And then uh, I wanted to get bigger, then just fucking started eating loads. And then you put you, 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 <laughs> but you're really into the weight, the um, weightlifting yeah. and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, man, definitely. Um, yeah, so I like I shot up actually from like twelve stone to sixteen stone in a matter of in a matter of like a year probably, um, yeah. and then it just become become an obsession, mate. But it's a healthy obsession, do you know what I mean? So um, yeah, so it literally changed my life going to the gym. I'm definitely so. Let's have a little delve into um, the music videos that you did. Um, the first one was more or less not on the same production levels as the latest ones that you put out, but One Man Gang, who put that um, particular video together? We've mentioned before, Johnny put that together. Um, He's a videographer. um, And he basically went around filming shows for first probably maybe six months of us playing shows and just to get the crazy sort of reactions that we were getting. 
uh, and then he put that together and we released it just before we went on tour with annotations so the second videos that that come out um it's two brand new tracks so we got the first one which was so sickening and then the latest one which has come out which is turn dangerous what was the idea behind doing um so sickening and obviously turn dangerous so so sickening to be honest it was so the image i had in my head have you have you ever seen a video by the beastie boys called uh, what you want yeah, they're yeah. in like they're in like a forest and like it's basically a rip off of that mate. I'm obviously repping my Beastie Boys top, so it's uh, kind yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. It was supposed to have that effect because so I fucking love that video, and I was like, that's just gonna look so cool with some heavy shit behind it, and it that's literally it, mate. That that was the mentality behind it. Yeah, the walking and a couple of slow mo shots in there. Yeah, if you look at the yeah. beginning where Laurie, I was like, I, <laughs> I was forcing Laurie to do that jump at the beginning. Because if you look at the beast, <laughs> <laughs> he wrecked his foot, man. So his foot's not exactly the best as it is, do you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, it was just a rip off of that video, mate. That was as simple as that, really. And Turn Dangerous, obviously it was filled. I remember you put out a post saying, oh, can anyone uh, borrow us their dogs for the afternoon like because we want to do some <laughs> filming and stuff like so uh so turn, originally turn dangerous is going to be a completely different video but lot, coronavirus and lockdown fucked that completely so we had to quickly change our mindset and, and the, so obviously to not kind of like go on and stuff but um the, the, the song's pretty much about abandonment um because it's about my mum basically fucking off when i was born <clears throat> and my grandparents brought me up etc etc so it, the, the lyrics, uh, you know, that's probably our deepest song, actually. So that's what the lyrical content is about. So we had to kind of come up with this idea for a video last minute. And we were originally, we were going to go to a dog's home and film dogs there, because abandonment, dog's home, can we link the two together? Yeah. Obviously, we're going to give them, you know, give a donation, et cetera, et cetera, for letting us do it. Couldn't really find anyone to do it last minute because of the restrictions because of lockdown and coronavirus and stuff. So... My brother's best mate runs a dog security company, does like festivals and stuff and trains police dogs. So it's like, fuck it, I'll just have a word with him. And he was like, yeah, come down to a training ground and, and, and get some footage and stuff. So it just escalated to that, really. Um, and that shot at the beginning of that fucking massive cunt of a dog at the beginning, that's just, <laughs> that's just my next door neighbor. Yeah. I've never spoke to so I was just like, yo, your dog's huge, man. Can, can we film it? She's like, yeah, do it, do it. She's <laughs> like, I used to, I actually was like, what kind of music is that? I was like, a bit punk. She's like, I used to be a punk. It like, turns out she used to be a you know, street punk back in the day. It was sick. She's like, yeah, film my dog. So we're just yeah, like, I used to be like, I grew up like, on street punk and stuff as well. Um, so it just, yeah, and it just turned out, that's how it turned out, bro. It's actually a really like the, the the actual video itself is really good like just the, the tune itself though is fucking hard man i gotta say probably like in terms of progression as the band i think it's probably your best track that you've done like it just sounds a lot different especially the opening bass the opening bass lines as well like it's just it's different man so fair play to you on that man i was like taken back and well surprised i was like yeah this this band is actually doing things and doing things in their own their own way like that's what i was just gonna say we're just trying to fucking blend as many musical stars together as we can really mate that's really how that song is turned out really you know the beginning bit was like wanting to put like a little bit of like a like a gangster rap kind of feel that bass line do you know what i mean and then it just blasted into like kind of like death metal and shit so yeah no it worked out well that's it i wanted to just quick before we before we get on to um to drill sergeant <laughs> I wanted to mention about um, you had the video, but it never came out in the end for Nonce Killer. Was was there was there a reason why the video never come out? Did it not come across well or something, or was there any issues? Or we weren't really happy with the acting in it. We thought it was really sort of 
cringy and we didn't get the right nonce and it was just a bit it was just all a bit crap to be honest so we 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 ended up using it for uh for just like a little 30 second promo thing the promo actually fucking looked really good just the way you turn up with a geezer's ass like he answers it and you're talking to him and then you drill start just doing his fucking face fucking shit and then you put him in the boot and like you drive off and there's the shot with the drone and it goes over the top of the car. That was fucking like, in terms of cinematography, like that bit was Johnny. Was- Johnny's a really, really like innovative guy uh, when it comes to filming and stuff like that. So he always has these like crazy ideas and things to do. And we just went out to the North Yorkshire Moors. But the thing is, we, there would have been more than than that. But we we um, we shot it in like the middle of winter. So it got dark at like four o'clock. Uh, so we got like maybe five hours of filming done in that day. And then I don't know, it just kind of all sort of fizzled out a bit and we started working on new music and it didn't really seem like it was relevant enough to release it anymore. And we just kind of thought that, and then, well, we managed to convince Scott to, uh, to put it out for that promo. We didn't want to put it out <laughs> I at think all. Another thing is we, at that point, I don't know if you noticed, but we didn't have a bass player. And to me, I was like... And, and then Cam had joined and it was like, do we finish off doing the nonce killer video or do we just leave it with no bass play throughout the whole thing? Do you know what I mean? So we kind of just put a halt on it, really. Who was acting as the nonce then? Someone you knew? I'll let you tell that one. Yeah, go on, tell you a story, man. Oh, oh God, man. man. Wait, wait, wait. Did you find a real nonce? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> He's been in the boot. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's actually Pringles, our merch guy. Uh, oh, wow. But it's... Uh, so... He came to work at Gear for Music as well, um, and he just—he's just a really enthusiastic, lovely kid. You know what I mean? Like, just wants to get involved. And uh, he was like, "Oh, do you ever need like driving to shows, or do you need someone to do merch? Like, I'll—I'll—I'll I'll, 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 like help you out." I'm like, "Yeah, man, thank you. I'll, I'll keep that in mind." And then we had this guy who did look a bit like a nonce to <laughs> to to be the nonce in the video, and uh, and then he pulled out last minute. So I was like, "Fuck, what are we gonna do?" And then I just went to Ben. I was like, Ben, do you want to be in a music video? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I told him in the car what he was doing as we were driving to it. The funniest thing about that, bro, is the fact that like you did, he did know that he was going to be a nonce, but he didn't know what a nonce was. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't know until he was, because it was filmed at my house. And uh, he didn't know what our nonce was until we until like five minutes before we shot it, and his face, mate, dropped. Oh, oh my god! god. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be that guy that when like incredible. people come up to him and are like, "Oh, you're the nonce in that video." You're the nonce. You do the, you do the <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be that guy, do you? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> From London's very own Ironed Out comes the brand new album. We move as one. Featuring Pavement Strong, Pagans, Crazy Old World and a re-recorded version of ACAB, We Move As One is a 12-track dose of reality straight from the big smoke. Down For Life magazine calls it some of the most interesting and exciting music in hardcore right now. Pick up your copy on CD or crystal clear vinyl from the Ironed Out Big Cartel, from gsrmusic.com or from ruction.com. Laurie, drill sergeant, the drummer yeah. in your band. <laughs> he seems to be a very <laughs> he, he, he seems to be a very enthusiastic and sort of like 
fun person to yeah, be man. around. So he is. is he? He's one of a kind, mate. I wish we could have got him on today, to be honest, mate. But um, yeah, he's nuts. And do you know, he's fucking talented, bro. Do you know what I mean? He's like very, very talented drummer, man. Really, really, really fucking talented. Um, but yeah, he's just fucking nuts, bro. He's, he's not like the drill sergeant persona all the time. He's not like mental like that. <laughs> but it's, mate, it's when he steps out of that fucking van at a show, mate, it's like boom, and he's on it, mate. He's fucking on it all night long. <laughs> That's it. Because I mean, I know a lot of people when they watch the videos, you just see this geezer just pulling these smirks and just wagging his finger all the time around, like, the and just shouting cool. in the background. Like, and it's just like. Is that. Is that become a thing now? Like if every for every video you do, does he have to do that face? I just for me, I let him do his own thing. I let the, do, do you know what I mean? He, yeah, it's just the fucking finger waggling makes his trade. Man. He has to do it, man. <laughs> what was that ring that he was wearing? The ring as well in the video. Oh, the gold one. So sick. <laughs> what, 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 yeah, the gold one. What's it say on it? Time, I think. Yeah, man. I haven't got a fucking clue. Bro. <laughs> Who fucking knows, man? <laughs> <laughs> so, Ollie, did you meet Lovey through the band then? No, I've known Laurie from about, well, when he was in Scott's old band, Wasted Days. Oh, okay. I was actually the, the first um, first band I ever went to see in York when I moved here um, was Wasted Days, um, and I got kicked out from the rage drinking. I knew him through that, and then we, we just sort of worked together for about three years, uh, and then, then it started off, yeah. Do you know what I like about your band? It's like, your band is hard, but at the same time, it's, it's fun. I don't think that makes sense, like... No, that's that's that makes yeah. complete sense. Yeah. Man. That's we're we're all we're all really nice guys. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. We love to have fun and. Well, do you think people got, like that. Do you think people have a perception that like you walk around with chains, one hundred percent, and knuckle dusters yeah. on? As well, that people people in York who don't know Scott think Scott's like an absolute nutter. <laughs> he's like he's he's the nicest guy in the world. Honestly. So uh, that leads me through to talk about your latest release that's going to be coming out on one of the longest running record labels in the UK, Ruction. Um, how did that How did that come about? Um, who Who spoke to um, who first? Like, fuck, man. How did that come about? Um, so I think we were just kind of working out how we were going to put it out. It, so originally, before like coronavirus and, and whatnot, we um we, we were due to well looking at putting out i think was it june or july Ollie, originally yeah yeah but like luckily for us man we were really lucky in a sense of we got everything recorded and, and finished in february or march just before the lockdown restrictions so we had it all done we were just waiting for it to be mixed and mastered and whatnot <clears throat> it came to like june and july and we were just like you know there's no point putting it out while there's no shows and stuff like that. do you know what i mean um and then it was just a case of do we release it just for ourselves or what options have we got? Where where do we go from here? And then Ruction just kind of came up in conversation really. And I spoke with Toyin about that. And I think it was just a case of Toyin uh, liaison with with Pierre really and just and going from there. And who is Toyin? Is, is he like, <laughs> Toyin uh, is uh, our, our, he's our manager. He runs what uh, Ghost Fest, what used to be Ghost Fest. Oh, okay. uh, oh shit, that's, that was huge, man, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm speaking for myself. Right? I'm not too knowledgeable with like putting out releases and stuff like that. I'm just learning from when we first put, when we put out our first re- release, it's all just a learning curve for me. So we've got to tie into obviously help us with things like that as well. Obviously merging the two together is only a, a good thing and, and I hope it works out for both the label and yourselves like going forward. And I just wanted to just obviously let people know that when the release does drop, because there isn't actually an official date as of yet, but the two first EPs will be on this new release as well. So 
that's something for people to uh, look forward to. Well, actually, does. we've got all three on there, actually. We're putting all three on. Yeah, yeah, just as a, as a bonus, really. Just really, I guess it's so we can, so people can just kind of maybe see the progression as we've, as we've, as we've started really from from then till now those re- those released were there uh, and it's actually a pretty cool thing as well because they are, they already had some physical releases did guillotine do some uh, for yeah, you yeah guillotine put out um the first ep did they do the second ep as well Ollie? no hollow crown was second was it they did it this first one we released with guillotine uh and they did um like i think it was about 200 cds or something yeah. and they sold really quickly uh, for the second, yeah, yeah. For the second EP, we released it on cassette through Holocrown Records. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and the third one was a self-release, um, and we did it through Rising Merch, which is where you can get our merch from as well. Oh, nice. That's excellent. So yeah, I mean, so even for people who are massive fans of your band or collectors as well, they'll be able to get all three of them together. Or people who never actually had the chance to pick up those particular releases, but now they can all have it on one sort of like stream my film on one CD or whatever you're going to be releasing it, it physically. I think, so this, I think the release of this album the f- is the perfect timing for you guys. You've done your three EPs now, so now you've got a big body of work. Yeah, man. To take you to that next level, do you know what I mean? Exactly, man. We're, we're, honestly, man, we're absolutely stoked because hands down, we would not be playing this style of music if it wasn't for Ruction and that's, you know, the God's honest truth. Like the first, I think I picked up the uh, Knuckle Dust, Dustog, uh, was it Dustography? Um, oh, yeah, I think on. I picked that up from yeah. Ruction and that's, that is literally what got me into, I'd never heard that style, man, that London style, do you know what I mean? Man, like Nine Bar and Knuckle Dust and I was just like, shit, that, that's fucking sick, man. <laughs> so to, to, to now that's be good, able to, to put something up through Ruction, which I would never have thought we'd have ever done, is just, unbelievable man so so stuck yeah I'm, I'm really happy that you you and Ruction are doing it and as well is because back in the day I mean not to say that it's not the case now but London and the North had a really strong connection so I'm glad that you know you've got a London based label working with a Northern band and you know just strengthen them tyres man <laughs> Yorktight and Street Soldier team up with Ruction Records to present Turn Dangerous, a new six-track EP coming soon. Pull out your knife and get out your gun I tell you this now, you're the true Featuring six brand new tracks, Turn Dangerous will also include the nine tracks from their previous three EPs. And with a new merch drop coming soon, look out for Street Soldier with Turn Dangerous on Ruction Records. Can we just say where that name come from, man? We never oh, saw right. um, <laughs> the, the film. <laughs> no, no, no. Street, so it kept. Um, so, um, like I said, I, I play. I've been playing guitar for like twenty years, man. I was um, playing a lot of acoustic guitar around two thousand and fifteen, and my mate uh, Little B, who went by the name of Kicks, like he's like a rapper, like kind of does like a bit of grime, a bit of rapping. And we kind of had like an acoustic rap kind of project going on. And he had a song called Street Soldier. And uh just taken from there, mate, really. That, that was it. Yeah, I've got to drop this in. So one time, um, obviously, was having a conversation about bands and that, and your name come up. But uh, when we forgot the name of your band, and he called you guys. Remember that, Steve? Uh, why is of the classic yeah. Wemerism like, the thing is I, I think we classics. wanted to like progress it on a bit and like say yeah Wemer yeah Foot Soldier yeah and then hopefully a little bit down the line he'd start calling you Foot Locker 
<laughs> you know what? You got to do a release called Wise of the Street Soldier. <laughs> yeah, man, that would be that would be sick. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, man, boy, yeah. <laughs> that'd be jokes, man. So, um, so you've mentioned already, Scotty, and of course, Ollie. COVID has put a damper mm-hmm. on a lot of the stuff. I mean, obviously, for us as a band as well, Iron Out, we've recently put something out, and we'd love to be able to tour and to play shows and that. But um, next year, you've got a tour. Um, scheduled yep. with TRC was that something that you spoke to the, did they hit you up or was it something that, that went through management yeah, or something they, um, they actually it was so I think it was the drummer I know they've I think they've got all new members now haven't they but um, the, the drummer uh, I can't remember his name but he messaged us I think it was a street soldier Facebook um, just saying that he they want us to do a few shows with him so yeah it was just it, that was it he just messaged us and we were stoked man for that to happen so yeah as easy as that really that's a really good tour man that's a really yeah, good yeah. um lineup it's a good fit and again that, yeah. trc i mean when that you know northwest kings when that that was like that ep was like fucking amazing so again to be able to like tour with a band who we've got a lot of influence from it's, it's just sick it's it's amazing um so yeah just rounding up just wanted to ask what do you guys hope to achieve and, and to get out of what's the next level for the band where do you hope to be in the next say maybe five years or 10 years down the line for, for me personally um if we could just get to a, a stage of of playing festivals man you know just like going over well when we can go overseas and stuff to europe just playing festivals man like i'll be happy with that man do you know what i mean um yeah i, I mean we might all have different views of what we want but um what, what about you ollie uh just to be comfortable with it man like i don't I have no intention of being a rock star i just want to play my music with my friends and if it goes if it goes somewhere it goes somewhere if it doesn't i'll have those memories for the rest of my life man. Well, scott you just mentioned about playing festivals and i'm pretty sure you're supposed to be playing um epa fest this year in it yeah we we are playing it's got rescheduled now we are uh and I, I think their intentions is to try and get all the same bands to play next year, basically. Um, but I think obviously some bands won't be able to. So yeah, we're, we're, we're playing next year. So absolutely stoked for that man. Yeah. But you know, just festivals like that, mate, I, well, I'll be happy with playing um, playing festivals like that. With us. Before, I was going to say, oh, to Scott, man, I see you yeah, do man. like, um, you, I see you said you was into Scarf and that, like, just before yeah, we man. ended that. I see yeah. you playing something and singing. Is, I was quite impressed, man. Oh, flatty boss, man. <laughs> so for those listening, Scott, over during the lockdown period, done his own sort of like, um, what, what, would, what would we call it? Sort of like skinheads. Um, what do you call it? Um, I mean, I, I got all my influence from like, um, like the skinhead kind of period of like, you know, late 60s, early 70s, like the Rue Boy, like the you know, original fucking skinhead shit, man. Um, yeah, and it was... It was yeah, just Trojan Records, basically, mate. But you do, you do have a Facebook page and that, so if anyone wants to check it out, it's, it's yeah, it's man. Boss I, man. I, it was kind of started through lockdown, man, and um, I was gonna like uh, bring out like a record for that and stuff, but um, with I've been too busy with this like turn dangerous shit, so I just I ain't I have to concentrate on one thing at a time, man. So I'll probably pick the guitar up and do some more stuff like, after this release, I reckon. Right, so Scott, Ollie, any final words before we kick out of here? Obviously not. <laughs> no, just thanks for having us, man. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Just uh, the the record. I know we've not got a release date yet, but it is going to be out in 2020. So make what you want of that. It'll be probably mid December time that we're putting it out. Um, It'd be nice. nice How many tracks is it, people? It's uh, 
three. No, it's not three. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, six tracks, man. It, originally, it was three, but then we just kept writing and then songs just kept happening and uh, we turned into six tracks, man. So, yeah, six, six songs. Ollie, any last words, mate? First of all, thanks for having us, lads. Really appreciate it. Thanks for coming um, on. And... I'd just like to give a quick shout out to a few bands if that's cool. Of course you can, mate. Yeah, go for it. Uh, so, uh, Vendetta, um, HC, uh, Malign, and Right Hook. You should go check them out because they're all awesome. Just on that awesome note, awesome Vendetta are the most fucking underrated band I've heard. They are so... Unbelievable, They are mate. so, so fucking sick, man. And they're just pure fucking hardcore, man. Check them out. Yeah, they're nice people, man. I, I do talk to the, Tom quite often, the, the newest yeah, yeah. singer of the band. And uh, Gavin, the drummer, I've known him not for a, a long time, but a good a couple of years now. Like, they are definitely yeah. nice people. And we've played a couple of shows in my other band, Last Orders, and they've always been very supportive yeah. of us as well. And they are nice people. So, like, yeah, massive yeah. shout-out to them. Street Soldier, all the way out from York, the original Bully Bashers. Step up and get clapped <laughs> in the face. You heard? One time. So, yeah, thanks, everyone, for checking out, obviously, the latest episode. You can obviously check us out on uh, Facebook. Uh, Instagram, and obviously we have our podcast, which is on Spotify and all the other available streaming sites where you can check us out, obviously including iTunes as well. So thank you to everyone. We want to say see you later. Goodbye. Sure, all doing Bye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. See you later, everyone. <laughs> You're listening to the Everyone But Us podcast, straight from the heart of London. Captain Face, 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 Captain